The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This week, we're talking about small business tech. So every, like once a month, probably we do an episode dedicated to the latest and greatest small business tech. And I always tell this story whenever we start one of these episodes. I was at an event where Gene was speaking and he was going over just different apps and like web applications that small business owners use that he uses in his business. And the audience was so thrilled and they were taking notes like crazy. And he waited until the last 30 seconds of his presentation to say, oh, by the way, I have a PowerPoint. <laughs> I printed it out. You're going to get all these ideas written down for you. As it turns out, they weren't really taking notes. They were all tapping text messages <laughs> to their friends and on Facebook and all that anyway. No, so. these people like had notebooks out and, and pen, <laughs> putting pen to paper, writing everything down. And then Jean's like, oh, you didn't have to write anything down. Mm-hmm. I, I did it for you. So we had someone um, write in with a question once saying, you know, I was at that event and I'm just wondering, how do I keep up with this? Right. Like, I don't, I'm not, reading, you know, wired.com or, you know, one of those um, tech sites to find out what new apps are out there every day. So Gene and I committed to doing an episode once a month to talk about a different type of um, cloud solution or app or something that you could be using for your small business. So today, after we hear from our sponsor, we're going to be talking about cloud accounting solutions. And Gene has three recommendations for small business owners. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out the Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. Okay, we're back, and mm-hmm. I want to hear your first suggested apps for small business owners. So um, we're going to be talking about cloud accounting applications, yes. right? So um, first of all, there, there, there are many good applications out there. So should we start? Do you want to talk about the specific yeah. applications? or? Well, first of all, I actually want to ask you before we start, why do you need a cloud accounting app? Is it just easier? <sighs> well, you know, Elizabeth, here's, here's the reality of the world, okay? You don't need an accounting, a cloud accounting application. You really, you really don't need it. It's just that the accounting software vendors are going to require you to have it. Okay. And the reason why is because it makes them a lot more money for you to subscribe uh, to a cloud yes. account. Back in the day, you could buy QuickBooks for a couple of hundred bucks. And install and it on your install computer. Install it, use it. It's all good. It's whatever. Maybe five years later, you might want to upgrade it. That's fine. Now you're not doing that. You're paying a hundred bucks a year for the online version. Just so you know, too, if you did buy like a CD-ROM or something, and you need to hold on to those yes. for your taxes for like, what is it, like seven, seven years, years or something? Yeah. So yeah. you need to keep, find that old, oh gosh, people are going to be running to their filing <laughs> cabinet though. Um, in case you get audited, you do need to, to have that original installation disk. 
um, so you can access your yeah, old so you can access files. the data. Although a lot of these, um, um, let's take a step back. If you've already got an on-premise application, if you're using QuickBooks or something like that, and then you go to a cloud accounting app, a lot of them migrate the data. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you, you might be in good shape. If you not, need... you definitely want to make sure that you've got access to that data in case you ever get audited. So, so to answer that question about like, you know, why do you need a cloud accounting app? It's not like you really need it. It's, it's easier, just though. that, yeah. It's just that we really have no choice. Okay. okay. I mean, you could still buy the desktop apps; they're still available. But trust me, in the next few years, they're they're going away, and 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 the cloud accounting vendors are, are driving this. That's number one. Number two, you said that like they're still uh, they provide certain benefits or whatever. Yeah, there are some great benefits that the cloud accounting apps provide that uh, you know a desktop app doesn't. For example. You can do invoicing wherever you are. You can do timesheets wherever you are. Uh, you can pull up information on your laptop or on your, your iPhone, you know, or on your iPad or any device that you have, wherever you are as well. So, you know, you can check on employee payroll wherever you are. You can be doing data entry, like if you place an order, uh, you could be taking notes on a customer. So the, what, what the cloud does is it's all mobile, which is yeah. great news. The other thing that, that which does, which is really, really important for all of us in this world, is that there's no more upgrades you have to worry about. I mean, again, back in the day, I talk about how you know, a few hundred bucks you would buy QuickBooks and whatever. Well, Upgrading was always a pain. Oh, God. And then every time you, you'd start your computer, you have to wait for the upgrade. Yeah, down absolutely. And, and, then, and then it's something would mess up in the middle of it and there would be a problem. Now, the cloud accounting vendors, they're, they're pretty savvy. And what they do is um, the upgrades just happen automatically. Yeah. There's some new feature or whatever. You just have it that day. You're not waiting for the next That's version. That's probably better to come for out. virus protection, too, because they're kind of taking security, on the... I believe the security is a lot better. I think yeah. that's great. And the other thing, when you're in a cloud-based world, there is a lot of integrations that you can take advantage of that didn't really exist before. I mean, to more higher end time and billing systems or inventory management or purchase orders, or even to link to your phone system or to a CRM system, when you had your own internal database that was on your desktop, very tough to integrate that with other stuff. Now that it's in the cloud, it's much more easier for those applications yeah. to talk to each other. And because of that, they all have all these incredible apps that integrate and do like certain little functions that they make your life easier. They do make your life easier. So there's a lot of benefits to being in the cloud. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, we don't have a choice in the matter anyway. We're, we're all moving towards a cloud. So what kind of pricing should a small business owner expect if they're moving to a cloud accounting software? So some of the more popular ones are out there and I'll talk about a few of them shortly. Um, they offer free versions. Okay. So it can be free if there's just one or two users or you don't need that many kind of capabilities, basic bookkeeping or billing. It's 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 free stuff. So for the Marks Group, I know you have a bookkeeper that we you do. use. So I'm assuming she has access and you have access. I do. I do. Now, we don't have the free version. We use um, a product called Xero. It's okay. X-E-R-O. Um, it's one of the applications that I recommend. Okay, let's talk about Xero. Sure. So Xero is a cloud-based accounting application. And um, they, the prices in it range anywhere from 10 to, I don't know, 30 or $40 a month a user, uh, depending on what plan that you get. Is but it just you and your accountant? It's, that just, have, it's okay. just me and my accountant yeah. right now. I mean, um, you're Yeah, and, but we would, um, it's only us right now, but we are going to be integrating it with our, with our CRM system. And so therefore we are going to be probably opening up to other people to get into. But right now there's only the two of us that really need to be looking at it. So all in all, and all the smoke clears, it costs us a few hundred bucks a year. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's a cloud-based application, we're using it for our billing, we're using it for accounts payable, using it for cash receipts, we're using it for all disbursements. Um, Cloud-based applications like Xero uh, integrate with our bank. We have Wells Fargo, so we've integrated it 
excuse me, with that as well. Um, and we've also integrated it or we're in the process of integrating it with our CRM system, which is Zoho. So how does she, uh, your bookkeeper, I forget her Susan. name. We've talked about her Susan. before. Yep. So what kind of training did you get her for this? Or is it just so easy to use? She just kind of picked it up on her own. Yeah. I mean, she, um, there is plenty of training that's out there if you're going to be spreading this kind of stuff up among other users. Um, but she, you know, picked it up and learned it herself. She's a longtime QuickBooks user. Okay. So the, the learning curve was really not that I'm big assuming a deal. that all of these apps that we're going to talk about, including Xero, though, probably have extensive, like, how-to. Tons of resources yeah. online. Once you sign up for them and they have, like, YouTube videos and, um, you know, and then they also have, like, a whole partner community. Yeah. So Xero has got a bunch of uh, accounting partners that will help you set it up and implement it and train it. If you're going to be using it for anything more complicated than what we're doing right now. Xero is great. It's very popular around the world. Um, it's a, like I said, it's a, a low cost, um, but powerful cloud-based system with a lot of partners that okay. it integrates with. So Xero is one. Um, QuickBooks Online is the biggest. A um, lot of complaints about QuickBooks Online. Mm -hmm. Some of them fair and some of people them are really unfair. prefer because we've we've touched on this topic before on mm -hmm. small biz ahead and people leave comments on the article and several people have said they really preferred the desktop version yeah it's so quickbooks was was a little bit you know new to the game when it came to cloud-based accounting they are very much of a sort of a desktop version company uh quickbooks online has now been around for a few years this is it's not like some kind of you know immature product when it first came out the first couple of years elizabeth people were like oh it doesn't do everything that the desktop does or I don't like the interface or it's not as quick or you know, this and that. And, and those, those opinions were certainly justified. But to Intuit's credit, Intuit is a big company. Yeah. A lot of customers, a lot vested in this. I'm sure they've got a ton of engineers. Absolutely right. So it, it, it continues to improve every day. Um, and plus, the thing that I like about QuickBooks Online is that um, you've got Intuit behind it. You've got a huge community of people behind it as well. And a huge marketplace of products that integrate with QuickBooks Online as well. So it's, it, it is, although QuickBooks or Intuit right now is offering different versions of QuickBooks that are still desktop as well as online, Trust me when I tell you, it's all going to go online eventually. I yeah. mean, you're, you know, if you're still resisting making that move, you're fighting a losing battle. You are ultimately going to go online. And QuickBooks Online is very, it's very, very good. Now, Zero, the guys at Zero, will tell you otherwise. They're like, oh, we hate QuickBooks <laughs> and ours is that much better. And our interface is this and that or whatever. And that's fine. It's up to you. They're, yeah. they're both very, very good. What's your third? Suggestion? I like FreshBooks is also okay. a nice yeah, one. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. They're very popular. It uh, came up really more as like an invoicing application, but now has evolved to more okay. accounting functionality. And it's excellent. And, you know, my, my suggestion for, I, I'll, I'll tell you this much. If you're a small business, and even if, if you're retail, if you're a restaurant, if you're a service, if you're a man, but you're a small business, maybe, you know, a dozen or so employees or a little bit more or less, you know, if you get QuickBooks, Zero, FreshBooks, Intact is another one that's very, very good. Okay. Uh, you know, there, there's there, there's other ones. Indonero is another one that I like. You'll be fine with any of those applications. They, they're, they've been around. They're yeah. mature. They're good. It's really what your bookkeeper, your accountant really prefers to use. Um, you'll If you set it up the right way and people are trained to use it the right way and you've got the right reports coming out of it, in the end, you'll get the information out of it no. that you need. One comment that we always get from small business owners when we talk about this is security. A lot of people felt that their desktop applications were more secure than 
the online applications. Right. And I think that is absolutely false. I think that your 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 database that you have on your desktop is probably more exposed to security issues than if you were having your data hosted by another company. And and you know, let's admit it as small business owners, we stink at security, okay? We're not really great at, at, at securing our data. I mean, I'm not, uh, we, you know, we're not really great at updating the security software or uh, protecting it against potential hackers and all that. We're just not. Whereas these companies, um, you know, this is their livelihood. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, so I'm not saying they're 100% secure. They are certainly not 100% secure, but they are employing people a lot smarter than our smartest IT person. You haven't even met my IT person. Trust me, <laughs> they're, they're employing people a lot smarter than this guy to make sure that their data is secure and distributed and protected and all of that. And like I said, while not bulletproof, um, you know, Intuit Zero, they cannot have significant yeah. security breaches and then continue on as a functioning company. It's that it's important It's almost like to a them. partnership because if you're storing your own data, you're invested in, in keeping that secure. But if they're storing your data, you're invested in it and they're yeah, invested in it. Yeah, it's true. It's it. true. And they're, that's what they do. It's just what they do for living. Now, one question that's come up among clients is um, the ownership of the data. Back in the day, Elizabeth, it really truly used to be where if you had a cloud-based system, it wasn't your data anymore, you know, like, you know, that yeah. the cloud provider had the data and uh, you, know, you were lucky if you could get access to it or what if you wanted to move systems or whatnot. Um, that's not the case anymore. OK, it's all your data. So if you're working with any of these cloud based providers for your accounting software, there's a bunch now there are a bunch of export and migration and integration tools that bring all the data out of those systems. Not only that, but they're, they've all kind of given in and opened up their databases. So even their competitors, like if, if you go to zero, for example, and you're already on QuickBooks, zero has tools that will sweep up all of your data <laughs> into zero um, without you having to export it or anything like that. So that is, that is an old school myth that you okay. don't have access to your data. You do have access to your data in a cloud-based accounting application. Okay. My final question on this, and this might be really, really basic, but I'm going to ask it anyway, is how do you work with your accountant? So your accountant doesn't have access to this. Yes, he or she does. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the other. They have their own login. Yeah. That's the other beauty. I of... thought you would have, because what I do, I mean, I'm just a individual you're just a humble so individual business owner I, on the side i um export my data from quickbooks right. and into an excel spreadsheet please that's oh my god take me back to 1999 <laughs> all right no that's not the way you do it when you have a good cloud-based system these cloud-based providers they make their money from accountants they get leads and referrals oh, from accountants okay you go to any accounting society or or cpa event they're there sponsoring these events and they're, you know, people speaking. So they they're, they want to be friendly to accountants. So your accountant probably has one login for Zero, one for QuickBooks, one FreshBooks. You know it. And then you as a business would just give them access to your books. That's correct. And then the accountant from... from so you're from, not paying for their account. No. So account no, they've got free. their own. Okay. And then what they do is, uh, they, it depends on the, the, this, the service that you sign up for, but accountants can have their own access to it. And then what they do is they um, they access your system from wherever they are, which is another beauty of a cloud-based system. You're not wow. exporting the spreadsheets and whatever, so which is why, by the way, which is why you got to... Yeah, you got to beat up on your accountant a little bit. I mean, depending on during the year, if you're using a cloud-based application, you say to your accountant, can you check out my books? I realize it's only May. Can you like look at my books now and tell me how I'm doing? 
And is there anything I should be thinking of or any tax planning we should be doing for the end of the year? It's not like I have to like print stuff out or export. You can see it right now. Just log in. And you we should be doing that, that, right? Yeah, you do. Okay. Well, you pay the accountant to do that. Okay. But that's a service that I think will hopefully pay back oh, through absolutely. save taxes and more profits. Now, you prompt your accountant to do that. Does your accountant come to you and say, hey, you want we, me to... <laughs> you are really... We're, we're going down some treacherous roads right now, Elizabeth, because no... You know, a lot of the people listening to this podcast yes. are accountants. Yes. Okay. So I'm glad to hear that. And, so and let me just an accountant. So, so let me just say this. If you are a CPA, I am a CPA. Um, I, I love my accountant. There are many, many great... CPAs that out there. I think as a profession, we do not do a good a job as we could be doing in providing great client service to our clients. I believe as a profession, we should be leveraging these cloud-based tools even more and being even more proactive with our clients because it's easier to do that. And 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 we can be billing for that yeah. because our clients are desperate for us to, you know, to, to have get into their systems and give some recommendations and advice and, and, and things that they can be doing to make more money. The other thing with an accountant doing that is, and this might not be great for the small business owner, but let's say you're working with this accountant and she's in your system and she's got all your information. It's really hard to leave her. Like you're not, it's going to be hard to fire her and go find another accountant. Yes. And no, no, I, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think that. Well, you're that, very cold hearted though. Yeah, I'm cold hearted. Like I have no problem firing my accountant <laughs> if need be. And that's a whole other topic, but it's, it's, um, no, I actually, if you have an accountant that's experienced with a few of these cloud-based systems, that person should be able to pick up a new client that's already using the system right true, away. And, true. And in fact, I will even argue with you that it's just, it's, I'm seeing more and more accountants becoming versed with these different systems, um, as opposed to back in the day, they were only, they only knew QuickBooks. Yeah. You know, or certain types of, of systems. So again, if you have a cloud-based accounting system, I think you should be leveraging your okay. accountant and asking your accountant to do more for you. Okay, we are going to be right back after we hear from our sponsor with Gene's Word of Brilliance. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a great idea to start a new business? Well, Small Biz Ahead has 99 of them for you. Our new ebook, 99 New Small Business Ideas, is the first place you should look if you're interested in starting your business. You'll learn about everything from business service industries that could lead to lucrative freelance work, emerging industries such as solar panel installation and professional blogging, and even tech industries that could turn into the next big thing. Head on over to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. So the past two episodes, or maybe it's three now, we've been talking about different quirky PTO... um, Paid time off. Paid time off benefits that some small businesses are giving to their employees because the name of the game is finding really qualified employees. And that's right. very hard to do because a lot of times a small business owner is at a real disadvantage fighting against a larger company that can give people more time off. So Gene went and found all of these interesting new ways to give people paid time off perks. So yes. what is today's word of brilliance? My word, well, it's two words. I, I'm sorry. It's supposed to be a word of brilliance, guys. And it sometimes it's just multiple <laughs> words. And I apologize for that. But that's okay. Okay. So today's word of brilliance, unlimited Vacation. I love the sound of that. Yeah. So everybody raise your hand if you're providing your employees with unlimited vacation. <laughs> you're not doing that, are anybody you? Anybody out there? No, I'm <laughs> definitely not doing that. And in fact, whenever I speak to a group of business owners and I ask people to raise their hand if they're doing that, no one ever 
raise their hand. In fact, they look at me like I am like like insane. Okay, right? but I will so what tell are your thoughts you. On limited vacation. So we actually wrote an article about this on Small Biz Ahead. We had someone dig into the data to see if you're a small business owner and you're providing people with unlimited vacation, how much vacation do they actually take? Right. Can you guess how much they take? Less than when they were having regular vacation, yes, right? They but, take two weeks. Right. Right. It, it's. It's, I was actually doing a report on this for a separate place. And um, it turns out that a lot of these big companies, uh, LinkedIn does this, you know, some of the other like big tech companies, they offer this unlimited vacation. Yeah. And as it turns out, Elizabeth, their employees are less happy with their vacation policy when it's unlimited than when it's not unlimited because it puts pressure on the employee. I mean, you work in some of these companies and it's a very stress-filled place, very competitive place. And you've got, think about it. You've got one person. I don't get it. Like you, You've got one person who's doing like, you know, 60 hour weeks. Yeah. And then you got the guy sitting next to him who's taking four months off a year for the sniffles or whatever, right? Who's going to be up for the promotion at the end of the year? When it's use it or lose it, employees look at each other and they're like, you're going to use it? I'm going to use it because, you know, you got two weeks. I got two. We're going to use it. You lose it. Easy. When it's unlimited and the choice is left back up to the employee, people are stressing out about it. They don't want to appear that they're taking more vacation than somebody else or that they're less committed to their job or committed to the company. So it's making them unhappier. So let me say to you in the audience, if you are not offering unlimited vacation to your employees, I understand why. It's because you care for your employees. Hats off to it's you. It's a wonderful Hats recruiting to tool, though. I mean, I can tell you um, so many coworkers that I have here that would leave for a company that gave them unlimited vacation. So it sounds good. It's a good. So I think that it's I just think that it is there is a certain percentage of people that will take advantage of it. I think there is a much larger percentage of people who will take less. Yeah. Who will find it. Who will, who will be at a disadvantage. Okay. With it. I really do. So unlimited vacation, it had sort of its day in the sun. A lot of people were talking about it for a yeah. while. It's sort of become uh, people are more wary about it now because of the, the effects okay. of it. So we're going to link to Jean's article in the show notes all about these PTO perks that small businesses are starting to offer now to compete with big businesses to recruit people. They're right. real recruitment tools. Right. And we're also going to link to our article called, Will an Unlimited Vacation Policy Work for Your Small Business? Here's what the research says. Because some types of small businesses may want to consider doing that. Right. Fair enough. Tech startups, for instance. Fair enough. Because if Facebook is offering unlimited vacation and you're offering a measly like 10 days, you might want to, you might be, you might be uh, having a hard time recruiting there. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in a couple days with our next episode of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.